Welcome to this week's edition of Tiger Talk. My name is Will Kohlmeyer. I'm the Vice President of Marketing and Community Relations at one of the nation's elite community colleges again this year, Northeast Mississippi Community College. Of course, this Tiger Talk podcast is just one of the many ways you can stay up to date with Northeast. Of course, you can follow us and stay connected on our social media accounts. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I also recommend you to follow our Northeast Recruiting and Admissions social media platforms as well as they take a different angle to what's going on here as well at Northeast Mississippi Community College. A lot happening as we approach spring break. Let's bring in our president, Dr. Ricky Ford. Dr. Ford, as always, really appreciate your time this week. Good afternoon and thank you for an opportunity, another opportunity, Will, to um, to share with the Northeast family. Obviously, there's a lot going on. Everyone is getting prepared for to complete midterm exams and uh, everyone is looking forward to, I'm sure, a break and spring break next week. So we're all uh, hoping that the weather will be uh, great and people will have a relaxed and enjoyable time during spring break. And I hope that for everyone. I guess the biggest news item for today, uh, before I get into some of the specifics as far as some uh, things going on here at Northeast, uh, is the executive order from the governor today to release some of the mask mandates and allow those to expire uh, next week. Uh, also, some the building capacity to expand uh, inside and outside also. Uh, I think venues would be approximately 50%, and then the outside venues would be at 100%. Also, businesses, restaurants, and things like that will begin operating at max capacity. And then I'm sure that, um, you know, everyone is concerned about and asking the question, well, what about Northeast? What about campuses uh, and things like that? Currently, we're going to make sure that we do not overreact to this situation uh, simply because I think it would be unintelligent to open things up immediately and quickly and just go back to the normal life that we were in March of uh, 2020. I uh, don't think we can get back to that this quickly. I think it's going to have to be gradually phased in over a, a period of time. So we've still got to maintain our patience. We've got to be patient. We've got to make sure that we keep the safety of our students and our employees and everyone else uh, at the forefront of every decision that we make. So we cannot just open everything back up and say, okay, nobody needs to wear a mask anymore. We don't need to social distance anymore. You can do and go about your normal lifestyle as you normally do. Um, folks, the thing that we've got to understand and think that we've got to remember, and everyone's got to remember this, the COVID pandemic is not over. There are still cases uh, rising every day. There are still people that are dying every day from the COVID virus. And, you know, with the six, seven, 800 uh, deaths that we've had in the state of Mississippi, some of these people that have died have been some of my friends and some of your friends. So we know it's for real and we know that there is a possibility that this could come back in, uh, up and have uh, a surge in cases. And we wanna make sure that that doesn't happen. And we want to make sure that we do not contribute to that happening either. So we're going to maintain the guidelines that we have in place. We're still going to maintain that we have that students and faculty and everybody wear a mask in the classroom and the cafeteria and in enclosed spaces. We do not want to have an excuse list. We've, we've got a very manageable and 
uh, excused list of less than 10 people, and we've had that and maintained it for a while now, and we do not want to see that number increase, and, and we have a large number of students that are out uh, because of quarantine and because of being uh, having contracted the, the COVID-19 virus. So we're going to maintain the guidelines that we have in place with everything. Uh, the only thing that we might look at uh, expanding and and that is the capacity on our outside venues. Uh, with our baseball, softball games and things like that going on, uh, we might expand those to, uh, to a little bit more percentage of folks. But we haven't had an issue there and I don't foresee one. So we're gonna take it slow and we're gonna take it easy and we're gonna gradually get him back into this normalcy that we've experienced before. And I feel like that's the most intelligent and the most prudent way to, to handle, hand, handle this. So that's what you're gonna hear from us moving going forward and we're gonna maintain the safety of our students and the safety atmosphere here on uh, uh, Northeast campus. I do want to remind everyone that we are, or I am involved with uh, a lot of things going on in the state capitol because the legislature is closing out there, getting close to closing out their session. Um, matter of fact, Tuesday, March the 2nd, was the uh, deadline for bills that were that, that began in, in one chamber and have moved over to the other chamber. Today was the deadline for action taken on those uh, bills that were created in the other chamber. So there are going to be a lot of bills that are going to possibly die today. Some will make it through. Some will be put on uh, uh, repealers, which they will be brought back up for discussion uh, a little bit later on. We have some of those that have reached that point uh, also. Of course, there are some bills that are, are in contention and that are highly uh, contentious. Um, one being, of course, the marijuana bill, which really uh, doesn't affect uh, colleges that much, but it does uh, uh, have a lot to do with, uh, with the economy uh, and things like that. So there are going to be some, some things and changes made to that and probably will come back out looking like the ones that the voters voted on and passed uh, earlier back in in November. The other contentious bill, of course, was the income tax uh, bill, uh, which in itself was a very, uh, you know, a good bill, had good intentions. Uh, I think there's some, it's very detrimental to different groups of people. Their taxes that they pay on certain materials and things like that would be uh, increased. And, you know, I'm thinking about farmers especially, because, you know, you increase the farmer's equipment, uh, supplies and things like that, then they don't have a means of recouping that money uh, because the, the price of goods are set. So it's not like a, a business. If you increase the sales tax by 9%, well, they can just pass it on through to the customer by raising up the prices. But there's, there are a couple of, of entities within this bill that do not have to do that, and they would be hurt uh, uh, by the bill uh, so I think it's a great idea to, to eliminate the income tax uh, on families in Mississippi, but I think it's something that needs to be studied a little bit more and really um, uh, vetted a little bit more by, by um, the House and the Senate. So I think you're going to see that, uh, but it is, a, it is a process that has started and will continue on. Um, we're working hard on the bills and the priorities that we have in place as far as funding uh, monies uh, that we're trying to get for for the community colleges. So we'll continue to work and push through that this week. Uh, I do want to say congratulations to some folks here on campus. First of all, you know, I really would like to uh, uh, commend uh, a couple of people. First of all, I want to thank uh, 
uh, Will Bolden and his leadership in our institution's participation in the voter-friendly campus designation process. Um, they informed us today that uh, our institution has been designated as a voter-friendly campus. And there's only a very few of these uh, institutions that uh, have around the country that participated and received uh, this designation. So we're proud to to know that uh, we've been designated as a voter-friendly campus. And again, thank you to Will Boland and, and the people that he had working with him in formulating this and, and his leadership there. So we're excited about that and being designated that. you hear more about it, I think March the 9th will be the press release that we're allowed to, to get all of that out. I do want to say a shout out and congratulations to our Humanities Teacher of the Year, Mr. Brian Mitchell. Uh, he had his presentation uh, Monday night, March the 1st, and he did an outstanding job. And it was uh, percussion, all things percussion. And I'm not a music person that that much. You know, my wife, Luann, is a music person, and uh, she enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, so I, I can actually say, according to Mr. B Mr. Mitchell, I am now a percussionist. So not many folks could be able to say that, uh, but I can say that I'm a percussionist. And uh, I can only say that because he told me I could. It was a great program, and we appreciate uh, Mr. Mitchell and his leadership in the humanities and the fine arts. And congratulations to him for being Humanities Teacher of the Year. I also want to say congratulations, too, to our men's basketball team. They're 91 on the season. They're leading the conference uh, and playing some outstanding basketball, and they will continue on with their season uh, next week during spring break and also after spring break. So that season will be winding uh, down to an end. And speaking of spring break, it is coming up next week. And do want to wish everyone a um, happy spring break and enjoy your time off. Enjoy it with your family. I'm sure some of us will be have to have to be out and about and working and taking care of things as far as the college goes. But we uh, we want to wish everyone safety as you go about next week if you travel and, and those type things. Uh, I do want to mention really quick, uh, we talked a little bit about our graduation and uh, right now, currently, we're looking at an in-person graduation and possibly three to four sessions of that over a, a, a two-day period and making sure that uh, everyone gets an in-person in graduation and enjoy that experience uh, in their career. So we're getting close to the semester being over with. Uh, you know, when you come back after spring break, there's not just a few weeks left until graduation. So... It will be here before we know it, so let's remind our students to stay focused and also stay involved in the things going on in the classroom and things like that. And again, let me say how much I appreciate everyone uh, throughout a lot of things that happened within the last year, and we just have a tremendous uh, faculty, we have a tremendous staff, administration, um, employees, facilities, maintenance, uh, office personnel, you know, we have people that just have, have risen to the occasion, and you don't know how much I appreciate that. So enjoy your spring break, and ladies and gentlemen, as always, let's go Tigers. Go Tigers is right, Dr. Ford. Can't thank you enough. I mean, it's been almost a year now that you've joined us each week with messages during this pandemic. Hey, speaking of Tigers, of course, you can stay up to date with Tiger Athletics by following on our social media accounts for Northeast Athletics. Also, you can watch just about all of our athletic events on NEMCCTV.com. 
Before we wrap this one up, just wanted to tell you that we had a very successful virtual science fair. The winners will be announced in the coming weeks, so stay tuned to our campus-wide social media, that is, for the winners. And with that, we will put a bow on this week's show. A special thanks to Michael Miller for all he does behind the scenes each week to get us on the air. So for our president, Dr. Ricky Ford, I'm Will Colmeyer saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Tiger Talk.